church. It's the birth of the church occurred at Pentecost. <clears throat> what are you full of? Don't answer that, Brian. <laughs> what are you full of? Oh, this is a, uh, a hymn from the United Methodist hymnal, O Breath of Life. O breath of life, come sweeping through us. Revive your church with life and power. O breath of life, come cleanse, renew us, and fit your church to meet this hour. O wind of God, come bend us, break us, to humbly we confess our need. Then in your tender tenderness remake us, revive us, restore, for this we plead. O breath of love, come breathe within us, renewing thought and will and heart. Come love of Christ, afresh to win us, revive your church in every part. I need to find the music to that. Mm -hmm. Pentecost Sunday brings to an end that part of the liturgical year and the lectionary readings that started with the first Sunday of Advent in approximately six months the church has been carried through all of the saving events of God beginning with the looking forward to his coming then the incarnation the manifestation to the world of of his power and truth and grace his life death resurrection and ascension as well as the coming of the Holy Spirit all these crucial events form faith and the spiritual life in a clear directed and evangelical practice of the Christian year there is no missing of the point that's a quote from Robert Weber <clears throat> so what are you feel full of? We know on the day of Pentecost the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. But before we go to that, let's look at other scriptures, and there are many of them, uh, that discuss men, being, men and women being filled. Starting in Genesis 6, the reading, the list of the generations of Noah it, and it says and Noah had three sons and then it says now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and the earth was filled with violence so we've continued to see unfortunately even in our midst violence and death and it's a it's a sad state uh, to see mankind filled with violence and corruption then that chapter Genesis 6 is the as we know the story of the flood it was God's apparent ju uh, judgment upon the violent and corrupt state that uh, life on earth had degenerated to and if it was worse than today I'd hate to see it yeah. Uh, moving on to Exodus chapter 16 when the Lord spoke to Moses and said I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel say to them 
At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So in the giving of the manna, we see the Lord providing for the nation of Israel as they're meandering around in the wilderness of Sinai. And uh, so he provided manna every morning, uh, and that's that's apparently obviously a type and shadow of Jesus being the bread of life and of the Eucharist in which we receive grace through receiving his body and blood but they're filled with bread that resulted in knowing God shall be filled with bread then you shall know that I am the Lord your God in Exodus 28 he talks about he tell, he's, God is telling Moses to set aside Aaron and his brother and his sons to become priests to serve uh, at the altar or the, in the tabernacle and he says you shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother for glory and for beauty you shall speak to all the skillful who I have filled with a spirit of skill that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him for my priesthood. So we still have people, thank goodness, that are filled with a spirit of skill in many different ways. And some have created these beautiful new uh, what's the right word? Pyramids. That's the word I would have never thought of. Pyramids. <laughs> I don't use that word very often. So Thank you, Brian, for your faithfulness and trying to help us worship as we are able to think about the symbols and the words that we're surrounded with, the colors. But So people were filled from the Lord with a spirit of skill. And it's my perspective and understanding that all craftsmanship, all abilities whether it's through manual labor or through art and the creating of music and other types of paint, paintings and <clears throat> photography and sculptures and so forth. Even banners are, are a gift from the Lord. In Numbers 14 it says, Truly as I live, and as all, the, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Numbers 14:21. All the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. And it is. Uh, we were blessed to be able to spend some days in North Carolina in the mountains with our friends. And I don't know that I would ever, ever get tired of looking on the mountains. So I want to try it. I want to see how long I can stay <laughs> in the mountains and not grow tired of it. I think it would probably last until you put me in the ground uh, but the earth itself reveals and some say that, well it does the glory of the Lord is revealed at the beach too it is. But especially yes. especially in the winter and fall <laughs> when it's when it's not all the distractions of the tourists <laughs> and the crowd and the traffic uh, but I wander away from my message so. filled with the glory of the Lord King Saul 
fell at once. This is 1 Samuel 28. King Saul fell at once full length on the ground, filled with fear because of the words of Samuel the prophet. So sometimes the word of the Lord can cause one to be filled with fear. In Esther chapter 3, the, the, the only book in the Bible in which God is not mentioned, I always thought that was unusual, but we know it's, it's about God's people. The story of Haman and Mordecai and Esther, and uh, it's a fairly short book, so if you haven't read it in a long time, it's good reading. When Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he neither rose nor trembled before him, he was filled with wrath against Mordecai. So we see here that, again, on the negative side, that men can be filled with, with rage and hate, hatred and wrath toward others. <clears throat> In Job chapter 10, Job speaking says, If I am guilty, woe to me. If I am in the right, I cannot lift up my head. For I am filled with disgrace. I am filled with disgrace. And look upon my affliction. Job was filled with disgrace. And shame and disgrace is, is uh, still very much prevalent in our lives today, in our culture today. Uh, unfortunately, there's a strong history, a long history of the church, parts of the church, uh, using guilt and shame to try to produce the, what they, what is the right behavior, but the means of trying to uh, train and dis disciple dis or discipline or, or to disciple was by using guilt and shame which is probably not very effective it's not effective but we can easily be filled with disgrace and shame Psalm 10, in the proud of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are that there is no God. His ways prosper at all times. Your judgments are on high, out of his sight. And as for all his foes, he puffs at them. He says in his heart, I shall not be moved. Throughout all generations, I shall not meet adversity. His mouth is filled with cursing and deceit and oppression. And under his tongue are mischief and iniquity. So we can see that our mouths can be filled with cursing and deceit and oppression. Psalm 38, for my sides are filled with burning and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and crushed. I groan because of the tumult of my heart. O oh Lord, all my longing is before you. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart throbs, my strength fails me and the light of my eyes it has also gone from me. My friends and companions stand aloof from my plague, and my nearest kin stand far off. So in this psalm of lament, uh, which the well over half of the psalms have a portion of the psalm, which is lament, all but one psalm at some point in the psalm turns to become a psalm of praise, but I think it's Psalm 88, if I remember right. 
is the one psalm that is all lament. There's no turning in it <clears throat> to praise. But in this psalm, he talks about being filled with burning and pain and longing and loneliness. And it was written, uh, attributed to King David. Psalm 71 says, My mouth is filled with your praise and your glory all the day. That's a, a wonderful goal for us all to have. That's probably a, a verse I need to add to my daily reading. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. So our mouths can be filled with praise. Psalm 104 that we read this morning. Uh, o Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. They all look to you. You give them their food in due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the ground. So we see that throughout nature, God is opening his hand and all of creation is filled with good things. Psalm 126, it talks about their mouths being filled with laughter and tongues with shouts of joy. So we can be filled with laughter and shouts of joy and gladness. And if I go too long without experiencing genuine laughter, I, I can feel it. I can feel my, my spirit begin to grow lean and uh, my energy drops and uh, just life becomes very dull and hard to get through the day but it's good that God gave us laughter and joy uh, Proverbs 14 14 says a good man will be filled with the fruit of his ways well hopefully that's going to be good fruit be filled with the fruit of his ways Proverbs 8.30 says, I am daily filled with his delight, rejoicing before him always. Uh, me, most translations that I looked at that verse says, he is daily delighted with me. But either way, it's wonderful that we can be filled, either be filled with his delight and this as in, I guess either way you say it, it's still, you're still accepting that God is delighted with you, which is something I've tried to reiterate more often. <clears throat> when God, when you ask, there's been surveys done, what do you, how do you feel God views you? And the overwhelming majority of responses, especially among believers, is that he's not happy with me, that he's disappointed with me. And there's been many times I've felt that way. Uh, but the truth is, if we believe the gospel and the good news, uh, that, he's not, that we're forgiven, we're redeemed, that we're, he's not disappointed in us. He loves us with unquenchable love. 
Isaiah 21, my loins are filled with anguish. So we can be filled with anguish. From, that's Isaiah, what did I say? That's Isaiah 21. Micah chapter 3, but as for me, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might. Man, do we ever need to see more and more people filled with power and justice and might today. May the church be filled with power that produces justice. Luke chapter 1, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I guess that was the first Pentecost that we have record of. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. In Luke chapter 2, the angel of the Lord appeared to, to the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Luke chapter 2, the, the child Jesus grew and became strong and was filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. And the child grew up, and he started preaching. And uh, more than once it says those in the synagogue was filled with wrath. And, and uh, in one particular case, they've in the very early days of his ministry, if I'm not mistaken, they somewhere close to in Galilee where they knew him. Uh, they got so mad they took they took him to the edge of a cliff to throw him down the cliff to kill him. And it says, but he just he just passed by. It's like he he was cloaked or something. I don't know. He, <clears throat> but the Lord protected him. And then we have Mary, this many are sure that this is Mary Magdalene, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet, the, feet, the feet, anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. And uh, what a, what a beautiful, demonstration of true worship you know I hope the incense that we use not every Sunday but most Sundays now uh, is helpful and the intent of uh, one of the intents of incense other than it being uh, examples of it all through the Old Testament uh, is to help us make that transition from uh, our ordinary state of mind to be prepared to make that transition to a worshipful state of mind as we experience with all five senses uh, symbols and smells and sights and candles and and we are involved with our body and standing up and sitting down and kneeling and coming forward. All, all of those things have greater purpose and can be a means of imparting grace or it can be dead ritual. But uh, the, I think the origins of it was all to 
facilitate worship and to help us to not forget to remember as we sang about today the glory of the Lord and the awesome wonder of his love and faithfulness to us the Roman soldier at the foot of the cross was filled with awe The ones on the day of Pentecost were accused of being drunk and full of new wine, but in fact they were just filled with the Holy Ghost to the uttermost. The lame man at the beautiful, beautiful gate of the temple, after being healed, got up running and dancing and people were filled with wonder and amazement. In Acts chapter 4, when the Holy Spirit came upon additional disciples, the place was shaken. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the Word of God with boldness. Actually, these were the same disciples. So they were refilled in Acts chapter 4, as the bishop likes to point out. So I ask you, what are you full of today? The Jews were filled with jealousy toward Paul. Um, and the one story about Paul, it says, when they heard this, they were enraged and were crying out, great is Artemis of the Ephesians. So the city was filled with confusion and they rushed together into the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians who were Paul's companions in travel. Some cried out one thing, some another, for the assembly was in confusion. Most of them did not know why they had come together. What a commentary on our society today. Thanks to the proliferation of social media, people are more confused than ever. And it's hard to sort it all out. So we can easily be filled with confusion and often are. At one point Paul said, I am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. So we, that'd be another great verse to add to my daily list of readings to, to be mindful, to be seeking, to be prayerful for to be filled with goodness, with with uh, knowledge that is transformative and teachable. I am acting with great boldness toward you. I have great pride in you. I'm filled with comfort. In all our fiction, where I am overflowing with joy. That's in Second Corinthians. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, 
that ye may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's stand together and proclaim our common faith in the Nicene Creed.